let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Ken is off today. Uh, we're on the radio from 1 until 4. After 4 o'clock, go to the iHeart app uh, for the John and Ken on demand podcast. And you, it's the same show. You could uh, pick up on everything you missed. Boy, uh, this came uh, flying out of nowhere. You'd have to be uh, probably about 60 years old. Or a little older to have a conscious memory as a young child of the Charles Manson murders. Um, Charles Manson uh, was a cult leader in California, and he had a number of men and women follow him, follow his orders. And eventually, over a period of three days, between August 8th and August 10th, 1969, here in Los Angeles, they went on a murder spree. They killed... Five people on the night of August 8th and 9th, including the pregnant, famous actress Sharon Tate. She was eight and a half months pregnant, along with uh, four others. And then the following evening, uh, the Manson family killed the supermarket executive, Leno LaBianca, and his wife, Rosemary. Uh, 
Leslie Van Houten was involved in the LaBianca killings, and she stabbed Rosemary LaBianca 16 times with a knife. Some of those stab wounds came after she was already dead. Um, she actually severed Rosemary's spine with one of the stab, stabbing motions. Uh, it's just a dreadful, hor horrific, dark, one of the darkest chapters in L.A. history. And uh, everybody was freaked out, especially wealthy celebrities and rich people, because it seemed like whoever was doing these killings was, was going after people who were well-known or well-off. Um, everybody, there's, I mean, they've written many, many books on all this, so I'm not going to go through all the details. But Van Houten's role was in the Rosemary LaBianca, Lena LaBianca killing. She eventually got life in prison. She is 73 now. She's been up for parole five times since 2016, recommended for parole. But all have been denied either by Jerry Brown or Gavin Newsom because the governor could uh, squash a parole recommendation. However, a governor's decision can be appealed to the courts. And the Second District Court of Appeal has overruled Newsom's parole rejection of Van Houten. So the parole board said yes. Newsom said no. And this Court of Appeals says, yes, all that's left is the Supreme Court, if Newsom goes that route. Let's get uh, on Deborah Tate, the sister of actress Sharon Tate, although Van Houten was not involved in uh, Sharon Tate's killing, but it was, it was all the same family. Um, hey, welcome, Deborah. It's been a few years. How, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing all right. It's got to be Thanks awfully... Thanks for having me on. Oh, always, always. Because whenever one of these uh, parole situations came up, you, you, you always came on and, and, and helped create uh, public resistance to keep these people in jail, these monsters in jail. Um, what, 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 was your, uh, what was your feeling when you heard that the Court of Appeal had overridden Newsom, Newsom's uh, parole rejection? This has been uh, her third or fourth time in front of the second uh, Court of Appeals. So basically, you could say that previously, this same court has denied her, I believe, three times. And it was a two to one decision this time with uh, Judge Rothschild uh being the descending vote she insisted that the governor does have cause and foundation for rejecting leslie's uh recommended parole relief and basically that is the premise that would allow the governor to appeal should he and he alone deem that that would be the right thing to do now, I have to add that um, Leslie was involved in the planning and what of Sher the the previous night in Sharon and my my other friends, the actually five others. Uh, no, it wasn't Stephen. If you include Sharon's unborn child, five right. others. Yeah, uh, she was very upset that she wasn't chosen to go that night. And even knowing how bad the carnage was, she was frothing at the mouth, so to speak, to go the next night. It was not determined. It's been established in parole hearings that nobody can say 
that Leslie's knife blows were not the death blows. That has been reviewed and determined and spoken into record in some of the parole hearings. She has had a 16-year relationship that I believe ended about 11 years ago uh, with another inmate that was in prison for committing murders of women. He had two pending cases, one in Illinois, one in Texas. And in other words, it was romantic in nature. She admitted it in a parole board hearing and then tried to deny that she said that and said it was a professional uh, relationship. This and this alone, while this combined with other factors, show that she is not, she has, she, it supports the governor's decision. According to, to Judge Rothenchild, there are factors in the record that show that she is not yet suitable for parole. I, so I, I, I cannot, I cannot, but when, when I, appeal. yeah, when, when I was refreshing my memory and reading the details of these mass murderers, it was so incredibly vicious and crazed and maniacal. I, 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 there's no part of me that cares about any of her experience in therapy or rehabilitation. I just have zero sympathy. I'm, I'm, I'm totally shut down on this idea. I mean, this crowd should have been executed, and if they can't be As executed, they should be. They should be. They should die in jail. There's nothing redeeming about this group, and anything we that they need to have them in jail. They cannot or should not be released into a free society. Uh, technically, it's not their problem, but they they do influence a wild and reckless crew of young people. We have had other murders in the state of California. Uh, that it done in vicious styles in the name of Charles Manson, basically people promoting race, the race war. So this sets a horrible precedent. It affects immediately Gay, uh, Gary Henman, his family, because Bobby Boozley and Bruce Davis both have appeals pending in this same court. I have had phone calls from thousands of other victims and emails and texts saying, Deborah, please, please, is there anything we can do to help turn this bus around? Because this will be affecting our care case in the very near future. And it's true. As a conscious society, we need to be aware. And because of what the law states, they are eligible for parole, but the question is, should they be paroled? And what long-term effect would they have in a free society and how negatively they could impact society uh, in, the, the, in any way, shape, or form, whether it be personally or through the influence of others? What does it say about us as a society when you are released and you are a predatory killer that is recognized as a domestic terrorist. Uh, that, all that is extremely well said. And uh, I, I, it's... I wish all, 
all the viewers would start writing the governor letters and letting him know whether you're from this state or not, uh, how we feel. Uh, if you feel, I don't like to put words in other people's mouths, but if, if you feel like writing, please feel free to write or email the governor's office. And if you're going to do that, uh, do it immediately because he has a 10-day window, which begins in 30 days, in which he can ask uh, his attorney general to petition the California Supreme Court to reverse this decision. So I've been told that he's pondering it as we speak. All so right. the sooner the better. All right. Thank you for coming on again with us, Deborah. Thank you very much for having me, and the best to you as well. Yeah, same here. Deborah Tate, the sister of uh, Sharon Tate. We'll, we'll talk more about this case and about Leslie Van Houten's role. But, yeah, if uh, you feel so motivated, uh, you should uh, just go, go to the uh, California governor's website and uh, send emails to Newsom. And uh, just from the sheer volume, maybe it'll have an impact on him. And he'll at least file the appeal with the California Supreme Court. I mean, I, we'll, we'll go through some of the case because uh, memories fade. And as I said, you know, there's an entire couple of generations that weren't even around when this happened. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. We're on the radio from 1 until 4, and after 4 o'clock, you uh, you listen to the iHeart uh, app for the John and Ken On Demand podcast, and you could uh, catch up on everything you missed. If you're just joining us, one thing you did miss and should listen to uh, later on is uh, we had Deborah Tate on. Deborah is the uh, sister of Sharon Tate, who was the famous actress back in 1969, one of many who were murdered by Charles Manson's family in that murder spree in August of 69 here in Los Angeles. Uh, and Sharon Tate was eight and a half months pregnant. This this horrific family is back in the news because one of Manson's followers, Leslie Van Hutton, at Van Houten, who's now 73 years old, not only is up for parole, but maybe walking in a matter of days. Uh, because even though Newsom, well, first of all, there's this, this idiotic parole board. And it seems every month we got a story of some horrible monster who's murdered somebody in, in some heinous, disgusting way. Getting released. And there's always a whole bunch of excuses, right? Their excuses don't even matter. Their, their whole deal now is we're emptying out the jails. We, we, we want zero prisoners. And then we're going to close all the jails. That's really what, what their game is. So their stupid excuses don't matter. Uh, in this case, you, you've got a woman part, part of the most vicious murder spree that certainly L.A. has ever seen. And she... she Went up before the panel. The panel said, yes, you can be paroled. Governor Newsom said, no, you can't. And that's the fifth time that either Newsom or Jerry Brown has denied a parole. I mean, this panel is hell-bent on letting her go. I'd, I'd say it, it's stunning, but nothing stuns me anymore. Anyway, now the twist here is for the first time, a California appeals court agreed with the panel and said, yeah, she can go. So now Newsom has to appeal to the Supreme Court. And as Deborah Tate said, please, if you would, contact um, Newsom 
and tell him that he should appeal it before the California Supreme Court. Here's a quick rundown. You know, you could, I'm sure there's been many, many miniseries uh, done on this story, but, and I, I've read a number of books, but the quickie bio on Leslie Van Houten is that uh, she was the youngest Manson follower. She was a homecoming queen from a middle-class family, but said she was traumatized by her parents' divorce when she was 14. And I'm reading this, and and these ridiculous excuses that these psychotic killers get, give. I, I just looked up just for the hell of it. You know how many how many divorces there have been in, since the year 2000? Over 8 million. Over 8 million, and uh, virtually none of those people joined a cult family that would go on vicious murder sprees. My parents got divorced when I was 12. I'm good so far. So far, you haven't? Not yet. You haven't? You are, sure about that? Are you sending out a warning? <laughs> no. <laughs> Was this a hint? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, she took it a little harder. Um, then she got pregnant at 17 and had to have an abortion. And, of course, we know there have been millions of abortions. So uh, all this is supposed to justify her mental state. Um. Her actual role, well, you know, she and you've probably seen this Manson family, right? They actually uh, got together uh, and eventually were on a uh, a uh, ranch in Chatsworth. You know, uh, one recent movie that gave a good idea what the Manson family was about was that Quentin Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because uh, the uh, the Manson family had uh, a prominent role in that story. And you got an idea of how they lived together. And it was just a, a sex and, and, and drugs cult. And it turned into just vicious violence. Anyway, Van Houten was not a part of, although she was part of the planning of the Sharon Tate murders. Uh, and five people died there. She was really involved physically in killing Rosemary LaBianca and Lena LaBianca. Lena LaBianca was the husband he was a supermarket executive and rosemary was his wife and what van houten and another woman did was hold down rosemary while charles tex watson stabbed lena labianca watson then stabs the wife rosemary and hands van houten a knife she then stabbed Rosemary LaBianca, 14 more times. And Van Houten admitted this, testified to this, way back in 1971. And here she refers to the other woman, Patricia Cranwinkle, and said, and I took one of the knives, and Patricia had, had one knife, and we started stabbing and cutting up the lady. She said she got into a fight with LaBianca, so Krenwinkel collected knives and other utensils from the kitchen. She said LaBianca kept promising not to call the police. But mentioning the word police repeatedly made Van Houten crazy. It seemed like the more she said police, the more panicked I got. And she stabbed Rosemary LaBianca 14 times. And as Deborah Tate pointed out, her stab wounds were the ones that actually killed Rosemary. 
and one of them severed Rosemary LaBianca's spine. She, it, it, it was a frenzy. It was a vicious, crazed, maniacal frenzy. And whatever was inside Leslie Van Houten's brain when she did this at the age of 19 is still in her brain. It's the same wiring. It is unforgivable viciousness. These, these LaBianca, this LaBianca couple was completely innocent, sitting at home, not bothering anybody. When this, this maniacal crowd burst in, I, the idea that Leslie Van Houten deserves even an, a, a minute of freedom is so disgusting and astonishing. And again, the parole board ought to be chased out of the state. I don't. I don't know why the California public puts up with all of this. This. This is so. I mean, my my stomach is physically ill just thinking about it. Just reading about these articles as I was doing today before the show. It's like, I, I, it does feel like you're you're going insane after a while. It's like why Leslie Van Houten? She should have been brutally executed decades ago, and instead, we've got a court and a parole. Board and a governor and everybody's debating whether to let her out. I, I it's just astonishing. So Wright Newsom, so at least he takes this case to the California Supreme Court. More coming up, Johnny Kent. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over fifty years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print, or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice see a plan for complete terms like many of us you might think identity theft will never happen to you but consider this there's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the u.s that's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of new york los angeles and chicago combined even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. 
I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Ken is away today. We're on the radio from one until four after four o'clock. The uh, iHeart app has the John and Ken On Demand podcast, so you can uh, listen to everything that you missed. All right, brace yourself. There's another atrocity coming to Los Angeles. <sighs> Their name for it is congestion pricing. Do you know what this is? This is tolls for not just freeways in and around Los Angeles, but the canyon roads. And some of the main arteries in Los Angeles. You're going to be charged money every time you drive. And there are three articles, three articles this week in the El Segundo Communist Pravda Times. It's amazing how the El Segundo Times coordinates itself for any kind of oppressive Soviet-style government plan. And, and they, you know, they have the news piece, they have the analysis piece, then they have the editorial. And here's, uh, here's what they're going to be doing with congestion pricing. They're, they, they want uh, to start with a pilot program. They want uh, the 10 freeway between downtown and Santa Monica at 16 miles. Then the, the arteries... And freeways around downtown. And then the, the freeways in the canyon streets that connect the San Fernando Valley to the L.A. Basin. Which means the 405 going north and south. The 101 going north and south. <coughs> and then the canyon roads. I assume Coldwater Canyon. Laurel Canyon. I don't know how many others. And the Metro is putting this together. The people who've brought you the, uh, the bus and train system, where bus drivers are violently assaulted every other day, where passengers are shot, stabbed, set on fire, and murdered, and raped. This is the same organization. And do you know what they're telling us to do if we don't want to pay the tolls for congestion pricing? Is to take public transit. Where all the shootings and stabbings and rapings and arson is going on. 
not to mention the homeless people and the needles and the feces and the urine. That's what they want us to do is to start taking those buses and trains. It's like they, like they have this elaborate, complicated, expensive plan to kill us. There, this, this is rolling along here. There's some nut named Mike, excuse me, Mark Valianatos. He is overseeing the feasibility study at Metro. And they're going to make its findings public in the coming months. And then the board's going to vote early next year. You know who's on the board? A lot of them are L.A. City Council people and L.A. County supervisors. The same lunatics who bring you the buses and the trains and all the crime and the homelessness. Now, because you you feel safe in your car, at least your doors are locked, your windows are rolled up, they, they want to penalize you for this and charge you money. And if you don't like it, well, go get set on fire in a, in a train. Go get raped on a bus. That's their attitude. Listen to the propaganda from this writer, Rachel, Uron Rachel Uranga. Years in the works. Years in the works. The plan promises cleaner air, smoother rides, and more funding to the agency's coffers. Yes. Do you know how much money they're going to make off of this? Untold millions and millions and millions of dollars is going to go to the metro agency. The ones who don't want to spend any money on police to keep you from getting raped, shot, and stabbed and set on fire. No, they'll, they'll hire more ambassadors for that. And studies show it could, uh-oh, here comes the prayer service now. Here's the religious chants. Studies show it could reduce harmful air pollution and greenhouse gas emissions forever and ever. Amen. All these LA times stories, eventually it seems like they add a prayer at the end to pray for cleaner air, to pray for cooler climate and everything that the government does. The El Segundo times approves of because it's going to lead to a cleaner air and a cooler climate. And so you should just pay the money or take the train and get stabbed. So parts of Los Angeles are basically going to be cordoned off to people who can't afford to pay the tolls or don't want to pay the tolls. All right. And, and they tell us that people spend an average of 95 hours a year stuck in traffic. Which actually is not so bad compared to Chicago. I didn't know this. Chicago, people spend 155 hours a year. But how about this? If traffic is a pain in the ass, but after all these many decades, I guess people are willing to put up with it. Because life inside your car is a lot more pleasant now. We have air conditioning. We have stereos. You can listen to the John and Ken show anytime you want, either live or on a podcast. You can play music. You can eat in your car. 
for some people, it's the most pleasant part of the day because they leave their miserable job and they don't have to deal with the chaos at home. So just because people are stuck in traffic doesn't mean it's awful. Besides, it's none of your business. If I don't want to sit in traffic, then I'll move. I'll, I'll move closer to my job. I'll get a better job, a different job. I'll go to another state. That's up to me. It's not up to the government to try to force me, what, to get stabbed on the train? And you take the train long enough, you will get stabbed. There's no question about it. And you will get peed on. And some homeless guy will probably take a dump on your foot. The longer you, you, you the more days you take riding the train, the more likely that's going to happen. Got more on this coming up. John and Ken Show, KFI. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Well, it looks like we're going to have to, uh, we have another war. We have uh, the Metro Board wanting to start congestion pricing on many of the freeways around Los Angeles. Uh, and also the congestion pricing for major arteries and canyon roads. Uh, you start with the 405, the 101, and then the 10. So they, they cover the major roads going north and south and then east and west. The, the arteries around downtown. The canyon roads coming out of the valley, like Coldwater and Laurel Canyon. Listen to this report from uh, KCAL News' Jasmine Veal on Channel 9. The traffic's awful. No one can argue that. Traffic is awful, and L.A. is famous for it. But Metro has a plan that they've been working on for years to make it easier to get around. The only proven way to reduce traffic congestion is through pricing roads. Mark Valianatos with LA Metro will present a study to the Metro Board this summer about charging people who drive in some of LA's most congested areas, like the 405, the 10 freeway, and around downtown LA. How much people would pay is still unclear, but as you can imagine, it's a tough sell. I wouldn't be surprised if you have a lot of angry drivers. Claudia Oliveira, the president of the downtown LA Chamber of Commerce, says it would hurt business with less people choosing to come into the city and it would hurt the workforce. A form of like not even paying to play, but you're paying to work. LA County Supervisor Janice Hahn says she's not a fan of the idea because people already pay for the fast track, toll roads and gas taxes. I also think it's not the greatest strategy to try to force people to ride our public transportation ah. system. I think there's other ways um, to look at reducing congestion. I'd like to see um, us go back to our pandemic uh, way of people working from home. Metro Board Chair Ara Nigerian says he's keeping an open mind as charging drivers has worked in other cities like London and L.A. is working on improving public transportation. We hope that if we could remove 10 to 20 percent of the traffic from those roadways and freeways, that those roads would become very much more passable. Commuters like Chase Sports seem to be warming up to the idea 
if it's done right. It's going to be painful, but it's going to be a long-term trade-off, you know, that, w that will be worth it eventually. The oh, study yes. does lay out a low-income assistance program, among other things. Now, the next step would be for this study to be presented to the Metro Board in the next few months. But any kind of pilot program on these freeways would still be years away. Oh, my God. Janice Hahn thinks we all should stay home like during the pandemic. What did I tell you? That was nirvana for all these control freak government officials. They had control over us and they could force us to stay in our home. And now they miss the good old days when we stayed home and did what they told us to do when we listened and obeyed our masters. The hell? We should all stay home. How about we have the freedom to go to work if we wish? This is all about taking away people's freedoms, the freedom to travel. We paid for the roads already. We pay enormous taxes for the maintenance of the roads, and they steal the money, and they don't maintain the roads, and the roads are in horrific shape. They're crap. We got the, some of the, we got the worst roads in the country. I've seen the state-by-state -state rankings. We're at or near the bottom in most of the evaluations. We have the highest taxes, the highest gas tax. So let's review here. We paid a lot of money to build the roads. They built the roads. And now they want to charge us for the roads. After already charging us with all the gas taxes, they stole the money and never fixed the roads, but we're still still supposed to pay more, or maybe we could just stay home. Instead of saying, well, this is a free country, and you pay enormous mountain taxes, you drive to work if you want. You drive wherever you want. Oh, and by the way, you ought to drive whatever car you'd like as well. And it's not their business. You know, we have to have like a zero tolerance Instead of instead of all this accommodation, instead of, well, I guess, you know, maybe in the long run, it might be painful at first. Who's that guy? Send him to Russia. In fact, force him to enlist in the Russian army. Get him out. I, I think in the long run, it would be good. Hey, you know what? You don't like the traffic. Then you can move. Maybe 10% of the state ought to move out, and that'll relieve the roads. Out! Yes. Hit the road and get out of here. Don't tell me I have to pay. At the moment, I want to stay here. And I'll endure with the traffic. But I'm not paying any more money on top of all the taxes that I already paid. Get out of here. Out! Well, you know, maybe it's good in the long run. And Janice Hahn, the emptiest head in government. Ay, ay, ay. Makes me, she makes Newsom look like Einstein. Honestly. Maybe you should just stay home. Maybe you should stay home. I mean, the other just the other day, she was saying uh, how horrible it is about all the people getting assaulted and killed on the uh, trains and buses. Yeah, I'm going to use public transit. Sure. I didn't even get to this L.A. Times uh, editorial. Well, I'll save that for another time. Uh, Deborah Mark uh, coming up next live with news in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app.
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.